Hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. My name is Jason Simmons, and sitting across from me, as always, Jack Smith. Hello. And this is Observe and Report. This is the show where we tell you about things that we watched and how we feel about them. Um, and it's been a little bit of time since we've seen each other last. A couple weeks, at least. It's been a few weeks. Um, I've acquired a lot of experiences visually, meaning that I've watched things. <laughs> That's how a robot says it. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I've watched quite a few diverse things. Uh, a lot of Same. TV, I feel like. Um, dipping back into things that I certainly liked um that i haven't seen in a while um i was able to rewatch a full show but we all, we'll oh, get to that oh wow we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that in all time. Right. but uh but yeah you you've seen some things i have tell me tell me about them tell me about the things you've seen so the first thing i saw uh was project power i also saw project power i thought you might have <laughs> um it was exactly what i expected it to be and i needed a fun action movie, mm-hmm. and that is what I got. Delicious. Perfectly fine action Netflix film. Listen, I'm just watching two, three beautiful men. You got your Jamie Foxes. Mm-hmm. You got your Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who mm-hmm. I learned Gordon is not his middle name. <laughs> I always thought it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, not Joseph Gordon-Levitt hyphenated. <laughs> I don't know why I just never read his name before. You know what? I When you told me that, I just assumed like, oh, his first name is like Joseph Gordon. Like, say the whole thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought it was two first names. Yeah, but he had two firsts. Oh, Jogo. No. <laughs> Turns out just hyphenated last name. You tricky, tricky man, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'll get uh, you one day. <laughs> don't you worry. And then toss a little Rodrigo Santoro in there. Rodrigo Santoro wasn't it. Oh, I love when he gets peppered into anything. He's so <laughs> handsome. I I haven't seen him in anything since uh, Westworld season oh, three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just, it's very odd when he pops up. Like, oh, yeah, man. How you doing? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. Um... It was, oh, and uh, the main character actually is Dominique Fishback, which, a cool name. She's very cool. She's much older than what she was playing in the movie. Really? She's like 29 or something like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> She's playing like, what, a 16-year-old? Like a 16-year-old, 17-year-old. Like... And I was like, oh, look, they got this 18-year-old actress to play a 16-year-old. She's much older. <laughs> Four ageless human beings. <laughs> That's what Project Power was really about. These ageless humans. <laughs> They've actually discovered the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> it's um, in New Orleans. She was awesome. I really liked her. I liked her character a lot. Yeah, I had never seen her in anything before. Um, the oh, and Machine Gun Kelly. He's in so much stuff. Like he keeps appearing in things, and no one is stopping him. He's a rapper, right? He is a rapper. Um, okay. most famously, recently had a beef with Eminem, which is like, why would you do that? Why would you get into a tussle, like a, a verbal tussle with Eminem? You're gonna lose all the time. But anyway, also like, does is Eminem doing anything these days? Oh, he's resting on his millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. He's so fine. like, why are you starting a fight? Yeah. It's just it's it's silly. But- I sound like their mother. <laughs> um. But I enjoyed it. It's, um, yeah, it was just a good uh, popcorn movie. Oh, they did have um, interesting powers. Yes. I guess we should so go to like, cool. the basic plot a little. Like... Oh, yes. I always forget to do that. <laughs> Sorry. 
go for it, Jason. You're better at that than me. Um, basically, um, Project Power is about drugs being introduced to uh, the city of New Orleans. However, the drugs give the users powers for about five minutes. Uh, Jamie Foxx is playing a, a man, a dad, who's looking for his daughter um, in the city of New Orleans, kind of like working his way through this criminal syndicate to find her as she's being used to produce the drug that creates the powers. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a cop that's chasing Jamie Foxx, but mm -hmm. things change. Yes. Um, and, oh my God, I forgot the young lady's name, um, who's not that young. <laughs> um, the girl that plays the... Uh, Dominique? Dominique. Yes. She plays uh, just a, a dealer who's caught in the middle of all mm -hmm. of this, uh, who is looking to not do this anymore. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's... Like the the look of the movie is really cool. Mm. I like the effects in it. Um, I like the uh, expression of the powers, like the way they yeah, looked. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, like you get flame powers. Like it's gonna just set you aflame. Yeah, it's gonna slowly <laughs> and sometimes quickly incinerate you. Yeah. So there is a very obvious physical price to pay for these things. Yes, and like it is addictive. Yeah. Like you know the desire to like want to use it more and like totally. do it more and like who wouldn't want to have powers for like more than five minutes. Mm. Um. And also, it was directed by the Catfish dudes, like the guys that made the show Catfish on MTV. Like, I did not know that. Are the directors of this film, which is like weird. But, like, huh. I, I just thought you guys did reality stuff. I didn't realize you guys made like movies, movies. I've never actually watched that show. It's very popular. I've only seen the documentary, but like, people really enjoy that show. Oh, I feel like it would make me sad. It does the movie made me very sad oh. but um but yeah it's it's uh it's good it's good and i think it is a, a fine bar of quality for what like a netflix action movie should be it's like i got out of this movie what i wanted to get out of the old guard mm -hmm. and like i just felt very oh, satisfied yeah. with uh project power agreed yeah i think with lesser actors it could have been garbage yeah but those are all like i'll watch jamie Foxx in anything um uh, love a jogo pop-up i don't see him that often anymore no. it, was, it was nice to like see him he in took this. some time off to, i'm sure because yeah. he had some kids i thought that was very sweet oh i didn't know that i didn't yeah, know he was I a couple kids now um because i always whenever something comes out that i like i just sit back and <laughs> watch a thousand <laughs> youtube videos because they're always doing press for them um but yeah it was it was what i wanted and i got it and i was satisfied yeah absolutely mm. like it's it has, and it knows what it is, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, given the Netflix algorithm of just pushing new crap in your face, yeah. I don't even see it as an option to watch anymore. But it's there. Look for it. Yeah, I don't see it out there either. Like, they're so busy just, like, pushing They just fart stuff. out new stuff constantly, like, so. Cobra yeah. Kai, like, that's technically not yours. You know, that's really not, you know, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> People are watching it. I'm happy. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> uh, what have you got? Um, oh gosh. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, I watched Scoob on, <laughs> 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 you know, the movie for children, Scoob. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is not what I expected. And I keep seeing ads for it. Yeah, they, they hammer this one home really heavy. Yeah. Um, because it was supposed to come out in theaters uh, this summer. However, mm -hmm. due to the pandemic, uh, Warner Brothers like held it back and just released it like, you know, in March 
just like to video platforms. I mean, that works if I'm a parent and I got to entertain my kids or if I'm a 33 year old man, you know, <laughs> on I a watch- Sunday <laughs> eating cereal. <laughs> when I was a kid, though, I very much enjoyed Scooby-Doo and I would walk down the corner and on my street to meet my friend Austin Nolan, um, who ended up playing football at Columbia. And I was like, damn. <laughs> um, uh, and in the morning before school, we would uh, watch Scooby-Doo together. And then his mom would be like, get your ass together. you got to get to school. Then we'd walk to school. And it was very fun and sweet. I love Scooby-Doo. That's a lovely story. Yeah. Um, Scooby-Doo is kind of great in the fact that it's so damn simple. Yeah. Like, a child can figure out this mystery very easily. Mm-hmm. It's like Law and Order before Law and Order. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, but, like, the enjoyment of it, the, the fact is, like, it has always been on television in some shape or form since it aired. Oh, yeah. Either in reruns or, like, new series. Like, in the last, totally. like, ten years, there have been, like, four new Scooby-Doo series. Wow. Like, they've been, they really bank on Scooby-Doo to bring in the kids. That's really funny. Um, but, like, the cast in this is, like, kind of crazy. It's, like, Will Forte as Shaggy. Uh, what? Like, Mark Wahlberg plays, like, a superhero in it, Blue Falcon, which is, like... What? Yeah. Like, he's featured very prominently in the film. Mark, why have you not been doing any press about this? Like, he... It was, like, silent, even. Like, I, I didn't know Will Forte was the voice of Shaggy. No. Um, and he does a good Shaggy. Wait, so it's animated? <laughs> it's animated. This is oh, an animated okay. movie. Um, Jason Isaacs plays, like, the main <gasps> villain. Uh, Dick Dastardly. Um, it, what what is cool about the movie? I it love blends, that man's voice. He has a very good. He does a very good Dick Dastardly, who was like this very cartoonish, over the top villain. I so love I, it. To hear him get like nasally and stuff is like very fun. Yes, um, Mr. Malfoy. He's bringing that like uh, John Malkovich energy, where it's like, you know what? I didn't expect it, but I'm liking you as a voice actor. Very cool. Um, it is like a. Uh, a combination of all this like ha- these Hanna Barbera properties, mm-hmm. so like they're they're slamming together like a little bit of like you know uh, Miguel Gorilla and oh. like you know they're they're making like references to, to Yogi Bear and like Fun. you know they're making a Hanna Barbera universe, I guess through this sure. movie. It's like why not? Why not? You're not doing anything else with these characters, yeah. so sure. Um, but like Gina Rodriguez plays Velma. Oh shit! Zac Efron plays uh, Fred Jones. Fun. Um, and Amanda Seyfried plays uh, Daphne. Love it. I yeah. love all of this. Yeah, it's it's quite the cast of like Ken Jong and Tracy Morgan and oh, like Kiersey Clemens. Like they put money into this for I sure. I am gonna watch this goddamn movie. Like it's quite the cast. It's on HBO Max. Um, cool. It's fun. It's like the ba- basic premise of the movie is like Shaggy and Scooby like trying to figure out what do we actually add to the team because <laughs> <laughs> they're examining themselves in like the the relationship of like them solving the mysteries and like we don't know what we bring to the forefront of this so we're going to go on like a kind of a soul searching journey (laughs) and figure out what our purpose is well velma daphne and fred like we need these guys like they're the heart and soul of this like no one's going to pull a lever and fall down and shoot by accident (laughs) that's awesome i'm totally gonna watch it it's like really fun and like i'm writing this I'm, like, very happy that it's, like, you know, on a platform where, well, not everyone can see it, but it's more accessible than it was at the yeah, start totally. of this. It's not 20 bucks anymore. It's just on HBO Max now. Nice. Um, on your, I think it was your recommendation, I started watching Ozark. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Financial it, Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, Breaking Bad, if Walter White was... I guess a little bit more calm. Mm. Where it 
Yeah, where... And like, he's... Like, Walter White becomes very... I mean, he's always a smart guy, but he comes becomes very, like... Um, like, logical and very... Um, like, takes very pointed steps to, like, get to his goal after a while. Mm-hmm. But that's just where Jason Bateman, like, starts. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, Breaking Bad if Skyler was pretty much just with it from the get-go. <laughs> you know? Like, Laura Linney has to find out very quickly, and then it's like, well, I guess we're fucking in this, so here we fucking go. She rolls up her sleeves yeah. and gets to work really fast. Which, it takes Skylar several seasons yeah. before she's even told, and then she's like, oh, Christ. Um, she, yeah. Yeah. But I... So I watched probably, like, I binged, like, five episodes or something. Okay. Um... And it's before, like, I've gotten to a point now where, like, oh, this is getting very stressful. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep watching Season it. one gets pretty stressful. Because <laughs> it's, like, the first couple episodes, you're it's establishing and then it's building up. Like, okay, can he actually do this? Because mm-hmm. um, he has to make a certain amount of money in a very small amount of time. It is very much a gun to his head. Like, hey. Literally, yeah. Get this done or we will kill you. Yeah, and your family. Um, and so... He's been working toward it, but now it's like, uh uh-oh, are you going to be able to do this? Um, So I generally enjoyed it. The best part by far was, is it Julia or Julie Garner? Uh, Julia Garner. Um, Who plays this little uh, southern sprite (laughs) with with some sass. Mm -hmm. The sassiest, foulest mouth. Oh, my God. But she's so great. And she's so smart and tough because she doesn't really have a choice. She's surrounded by morons. Yeah. Um, She's just a really great, interesting character. She's kind of like his Jesse in many ways. Yeah. But like way smarter than Jesse. (laughs) Way smarter um, and very and like willing to do whatever to get the job done. Yeah. Um, But. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, it gets progressively crazier. Yeah. Um, they do take time, I think, to focus on the whole family, which um, mm. doesn't happen so much in Breaking Bad because it's not about the whole family per se. Yeah. But uh, they do take time to focus on the kids and like you know yes. how they're reacting to like knowing that my parents are criminals, <laughs> and yeah. you know Laura Linney gets a lot of time and like nice. to, to good effect yeah. like you know because she's, she's so great. awesome on that show she's awesome in everything um yeah i do i also appreciate i feel like whenever um and maybe it helps that it's a series and not just like a movie or something mm. but i am always annoyed when teenagers are just portrayed as just straight up like spoiled little shits yeah because that's not how most families are they'll have their spoiled little shit moments but then they also have really nice moments mm-hmm. and like there'll be times where <laughs> the daughter uh, justifiably is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. But then also it's just like, you know, we'll give her mom a hug and stuff. Cause that's a more realistic dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated that very much. Yeah. Like I think the kids are, like you said, very realistically yeah. portrayed in the sense of like, yeah, they have like little shitty moments, but 
overall, they're like, you know, people who are trying to process this insane information yeah. that is coming to them all the time. It's like, I'm 16. I should be worrying about, like, you know, boys, boys and, in yeah. school and not about, like, if my mom is going to get murdered by, like, this Mexican <laughs> cartel. <laughs> like, also, I've been dropped into this weird, random place. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. And I, I think that, I hope that you will like it as the season's progress. Yeah, I'm not sure if I, it's so dark. Mm-hmm. I'll see if. Like, even visually, like, it is a dark it's looking show. It's very blue. Yes, it's a very blue show. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I keep thinking about it. I'm sure I'll get back to it. It just might be a little while before I get back to it. That's totally fair. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> Emotionally. Um... <laughs> To continue, uh, you know what? This is for everyone. I got to finish <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender again, and the show, the show, not okay. the M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, that movie was garbage. Um, I couldn't I, even get through it. I never saw it. I've only seen clips. I'm like, ooh, this is gross. Jason, I watched the first 15 minutes of that movie, and I'll sit through a lot of garbage. And I was like, this is garbage. And I, <laughs> it was if I could have kicked a something like this is sparta just something in that movie into a large <laughs> hole i would have because it sucked and like i'm a big believer in m night Shyamalan. i've i've st- i've been in his corner in the downtime i mean you're the, the, the vice times. president of this club i believe right <laughs> like i spent a lot of time out in you know the philadelphia compound where he only makes all of his movies the Shyamalans. <laughs> you're a big you're vp of the club yes um and yeah, that's a bad movie, and that was a bad choice. And yeah, he went to movie jail for a while, yeah. understandably. I will not. <laughs> he did his time. He did his time, but he's out now, you know? Yeah. Kind of, sort of. He's out. He's out. Ish. Yeah. He's going legit. Um, Glass was fine. Um, but that aside, I love Avatar The Last Airbender. I will okay. go on record saying it is one of the finest bits of American animation, oh. children's animation animation in america period it's american uh, it is american uh, mm. made by two white dudes <laughs> um brian konietzko and uh michael Martino. okay um but it is representing this like kind of fictional world this pan-asian culture uh um where in which there is a, a the basic premise is explained in the opening credits of every every episode oh, okay. where there were four nations earth fire water and air mm-hmm. um the fire nation attacked one day all the other nations and wiped out committed genocide against the air nation oh no um the last member of that nation is a small 13 year old boy um in this world there's something called the avatar someone who can master all the elements Love usually that. you're born only being able to do one mm-hmm. every if you can do one that's it you mm-hmm. can't do anything else but Every generation, it switches to nation to nation. Oh, okay. and this guy is like the last of his kind. Basically, mm. he freezes himself uh, in in an iceberg, um, as you do, and then wakes up a hundred years later. And then, like, hey, guess what? The war is still going on. Like, the war started after you froze yourself. You He's like, know. son of a bitch. <laughs> Goes back into the ice, and it's like you're a thirteen year old boy, and you have to figure out how to stop a war. Cool, and cool. It's, there's all this weight on him, but at the same time, it's so light and mm. fun and bright and pretty. Um, sorry, so you, who's warring against who? Uh, the Fire Nation is warring against the rest of the world. Typical. Um, yeah, those fire people, man. But there's so much nuance and so much like betrayal and switching sides. So the Fire Nation is basically Slytherin. Yes, the Fire Nation is Slytherin in this case. Okay. If, um, you... if you have to equate them to houses, I guess in Harry Potter. Um, Air Nomads are super Hufflepuffs. Like, we're not trying to get in any kind of fights. Like, 
Um, we love to hang out. We love nature. We enjoy, like, you know, finding out about our inner selves. I think you know which nation I would be, Jason. <laughs> you know I love me some water. You love me some water. Water Nation is, uh, you know, pretty cool. Uh, they exist in the North and South Poles. Um, Fuck yeah. Um, they're hanging out in like, really cool ice cities. Listen, <laughs> I also like the cold. I enjoy winter. <laughs> Um, really cool uh, warrior culture of like yeah. of like boomerangs and like you know fishing and fuck yeah it's, uh, really oh, I don't cool like looks. fish but it's fine <laughs> eating it I like fish generally um, okay and Earth Nation are you know very uh, stoic people very mm-hmm. hardworking people mm-hmm. um, and definitely take things like head on um, interesting it's uh, which would you be which would I be uh, I feel like you'd be air you're I pretty guess chill dude an air nomad I guess um, but the look of the show is so cool. The look of the cities that they create are so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the even so far as to going into animals, like every no animal Ooh. is just an animal. It's like a combination of two things. It's like, oh, this is a seal, but it's also a turtle. Like has a shell like a turtle. Like oh, like, <laughs> oh, this is like a lemur, but it also has like you know, uh, wings like a bat for some reason. Or like this is a cat, but also like you know. A little bit of like you know uh, a squirrel as well. Like it has a fluffy tail for some reason. Cute. Like it's like their their de- attention to detail of mm. like the world is very good. The voice acting throughout is very good. Um, even to the point where like you know when a voice actor like died on the show, it was like you know oh, they dedicated no. like a full episode to him, and it's like it, it mattered. Like yeah. oh like holy shit like this like you know he did such a good job and became like such an like, iconic character yeah. for people that enjoy the show. It's like man like yeah this. This really did like affect the, the nature of the show. And they they recast the voice, but it's mm-hmm. like everyone like just feels a certain yeah. way about that character for sure. Um, questions for you? Yes. How many seasons are we talking? Um, it's only three seasons. Oh, okay. And I think in total sixty episodes. Oh wow! Okay. I think uh, around there. Um, was this on Nickelodeon? It was a Nickelodeon for three years, um, and then they had a. A pretty long hiatus, like, or about two or three year hiatus. Oh wow! Then there was a second series called The Legend of Korra, which focuses on like a sixteen year old girl, and yes, how she has to like with my girl Janet Varney. Yes, Janet Varney plays Love the Janet main Varney. character. But the voice cast throughout the series is crazy. Like it's so good. It's like Mae Whitman and like Ooh, J.K. Simmons yes. and like uh, Dante Bosco, who was Rufio in <gasps> Hook, and he plays like That's one of right. the main he has characters. The best name on the planet. <laughs> Um, it's like a really good voice. Like Henry Rollins plays a character oh, at one point in like the second series. Like it's it's a really great voice cast. Um, That's cool. A, like some of the best world building. Um, the first it's the first series is Star Wars. It's basically just Star Wars, and it's like done so well. Cool. Like you're the chosen one, kind of, but like you know you have to like face this person who's like much much stronger than you. Like, mm-hmm. hey man, you're not done with your training. I gotta save my friends. It's gonna hurt you so bad. <laughs> Um, did you also watch Legend of Korra? I did watch Legend of Korra. I did not finish the fourth season. Did Um, you like it? Oh, I like it so much. The whole thing is so good. (laughs) And like the the challenges that each protagonist faces are so different. Mm. Uh, It's arguable that like, man, Korra had a much harder time (laughs) than like, you know, her predecessor did. Um, It's... The, the way they are able to politicize the world and, like, really pull you into it and care about these fictional places and causes and reasons and, mm. like, their parallels for, like, you know, racism and, like, you know, uh, classism mm. and, you know, the, the threat of economy and war. It's just, like, 
This is for children, right? And it does sound very Star Warsy, <laughs> like and like very Clone Warsy. Yes, it's very sweeping and Clone Warsy, and like, but cool. at the same time, like you're just. It's still light and fun. It's still light and fun. Yeah. Like I find myself laughing out loud of just like several times like that. It is a funny joke. Oh, Cora, <laughs> like, you slay like, me. Oh, suck. And then, like I love that they're they focus on you know people having abilities and like. There's all the there's a guy in this show that has no abilities. He's just a dude. Like, what's your thing? Uh, I tell jokes and <laughs> I throw a boomerang, and that's my skill. <laughs> and it's just like even you have many moments where you can shine and like be someone's favorite character. That's cool. So yeah, there's so much that I love about this show, and I've gone on too long about it. What else have you been watching? No, dude, I now. <laughs> I'm writing these these things down because I've seen a million things about that show. Um, so now knowing that, because of the void in my heart where the Clone Wars <laughs> was, maybe I can fill it a little bit with like, Avatar and Legend when, of Korra. When you close your eyes, you see blasters and lightsabers like, ah, the Clone Wars. <laughs> Truly, I lived. <laughs> 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 I just bought a poster of it last night. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, there's actually, a, I heard about a really cool art book for the Clone Wars mm. that like describes like the intention behind everything and how the look of the characters is based on like uh, ancient Greek pottery, like that you would see Do on the side of things. Tell, <laughs> like um, I forget the exact name of the book, but there is like a an art book that gives like a lot of like in depth look of like, hey, this is a Clone Wars, and this is what we had in mind in in creating it and developing it. Excellent. I will track this. <laughs> um, I rewatched something. Okay. With a couple of handsome men. Ooh. The Man from Uncle. Oh, go on. I enjoy that movie. I do. I've watched it twice in like <laughs> the last week or two because I watched it just by myself because I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Henry Cavill looks so good in it. Like, I get it, man. He's a handsome dude. Dude fills out he a suit well. So handsome. <laughs> good gracious um and he's very like cool calm and charming he's very funny in that movie um and then i went to go visit my parents and i was like oh this is a movie they might actually i think we will all enjoy because they probably saw the original series man yeah yeah, yeah. right um so it's henry cavill army hammer alicia vikander and hugh grant and jared harris who i love he's like the best villain it's always so good. Um, it was super fun and light, and it's got your typical, you know, gotta get a bomb away from the bad guys kind of yeah. plot that, like, barely matters. Normal ass spy movie plot, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's set during the Cold War. Um, you got a British guy playing an American, an American playing a Russian, <laughs> and a Swedish playing a Russian. <laughs> you know? Um, so Henry Cavill is an American spy. He has to team up with Army Hammer, who plays a Russian spy for the KGB. Um, and they have to get Alicia Vikander, um, who is just in East Germany, um, to her uncle because her uncle knows where her father is. And her father was taken by the Nazis, those Nazis, (laughs) to build a bomb. Um, and so it's, it's funny and it's fun and it looks really cool because, um, it's a period piece. Uh, and so so the fashion is really cool. Um, my dad really perked up when they 
went to the racetrack and then had all those fancy cars. Oh, he's like a big car guy, he's a big right? Big car guy. Yeah. So he was like, "Ooh, I was like, oh, my dad's awake, great." Um, a Grand Prix, do we have? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. I wish they had made a sequel because they certainly. I really wanted a sequel. Teed themselves up for one. It's too bad because that's actually a sequel I would like to see. They're a really fun trio to see them go on adventures. Hugh Grant clearly had a great time because <laughs> um, he just got to walk around in nice suits and be you know sassy Hugh Grant it was Hugh Grant not fumbling over himself which is yeah. like how rare <laughs> it's a co- uh, confident cool Hugh Grant with a little bit of sass yeah um, but yeah it's just a really fun movie that I defy anyone to dislike it's hard to dislike I mean it's a Guy Ritchie movie too it's, so, like, yeah. it's very slick and like the look of it is like very fun yeah and I like yeah it's the way they have like they'll have like multiple screens yeah and stuff at one time is cool it's yeah like looking at like almost like comic book panels or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that it's just like this is like fun and stylish and totally. like i very much felt like you know drawn into the time totally. i didn't feel like i was watching like superman and yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. the lone ranger team up it was right, like right. no like this is i i'm so i would invested. watch that movie <laughs> um yeah it's it's really really fun and also yeah more alicia vikander i don't see her in anything anymore yeah, I haven't seen her Cause like, in a while. That was like the movie she did like right after Ex Machina. And it was like, oh, cool. Like She's going to be a person who's she, in things didn't now. Didn't she do a movie with Michael Fassbender? Um, and then I hadn't seen anything with her since. Um, it's like a drama, a romancy drama thing. Entirely possible. Yes. I cannot. It was a year or two ago. But I haven't seen her anything since. Okay. Uh, you know what? I saw her in a movie where she was framed for murder in Japan. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it was a weird, it was a weird one, but, like, um, definitely worth watching. It was on Netflix. I cannot remember the name of it to save my life right cool. now. Um, what else did I watch? I, I, uh, unusually took, uh, took a, a trip way into the past to watch a mm. classic film. Oh. Um, that is, you know. Uh, that invent that d- delivered a structure that many other films and television shows use. Mm. Um, I watched uh, 1954's uh, Rashomon. Um, <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah, um, Akira Kurosawa directed uh, Toshiro Mifune, starring who was like his main dude. Um, okay. But it's yeah, it's it's set in uh, feudal Japan. Um, it is two travelers recounting a story to a third traveler. Okay. Just saying, like, yeah, we were part of this crazy trial just now. And, like, we are just scratching our heads as far as, like, you know, what the hell happened. And they are describing the trial and the events that led to it. They Okay. Trial, like, court trial? Like a court trial. Okay. Um, and they're just saying, okay, so this woman was attacked in the woods. Mm-hmm. And there are several different stories as to what actually happened. Oh. And, yeah, it's just, it is a story about, like, you know, one event from various points of views. And you'll hear this thing come up, like, you know in a lot of things on film and just like as a regular term the Rashomon effect and it happens in shows and movies all the time where it's like one event from various POVs yes, 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 and yes. like well here's what I thought happened like no no right. no, no it happened this way mm-hmm. and the person who was involved and like no 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 it happened this way because mm-hmm. I know because I did it and it's mm. it is a nice not nice it's like very like you know not hard to watch but like it is about like you know the perversion of justice the perversion mm. of truth and Oof. like you know who is actually at fault? Who is there such a thing as right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who's the person that is responsible for the events and who's responsible for how people feel af- about that afterwards? Mm. Um, and the 
the interesting is just the way they play with time and the way they play with like you know scene it's very innovative and like ahead of its time really okay. and like the way they disjoint things like oh for 19 like 54 like no one was really doing this oh like, yeah totally like this is like way ahead of what anyone would think for traditional storytelling it's because it's very non-traditional storytelling um and yeah it, it looks cool insofar as the look of the movie um it is nice to see the different perspectives mm. of like one event um yeah it's it's worth a watch it's not very long it's like an hour and 20 minutes oh okay um but yeah it's for if, you, if you're into classic film if you're into like looking at you know something that influences many things further down the line yeah worth a watch is it all asian people uh yes it's a completely japanese film um nice. voice not voiced it's live action mm-hmm. um yeah but in japanese language as well like i gotcha. don't know if there's a subtitle or alternate language option but it's like in hbo max's criterion collection set or like a or rather their tcm section like hey these are our classic movies wait it didn't have subtitles it did have subtitles oh, yes, okay. but it wasn't like uh, dubbed over oh yeah, yeah. No, i don't like dubbing hmm. um interesting yeah. how do you spell it uh r-a-s-h-o-m-o-n got it um next up oh i watched a documentary which i'm usually i watched two actually um the first one i watched was class action park oh i started watching that i didn't get to finish i fell asleep halfway through i was so tired <laughs> not that it was bad i was just tired <laughs> um it was very interesting yeah <laughs> um it's about this water park slash also like kind of mini racetrack amusement park in vernon new jersey have you ever had you ever gone to it or no i'll tell you my stories of action park i've never been to action park thankfully like as a child because we might not be here talking today or like i'd be missing an arm or something like that (laughs) um as a child you want to do nothing but go to action park like of the theme parks that were in the New Jersey area of like your, your Dorney parks, your Six Flags Great Adventures, it's like, okay, these are fine. Like, you know, I'm 10. I'm not, I'm too good for this now. I'm, I'm, I'm a big kid. <laughs> and like, you see the ads for Action Park and they're like, we're not showing you mascots and like roller coasters. Like, we don't have those. What we do have are water slides and go-karts and bungee jumping. You want to bungee jump, right? You 10 year old? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm so happy I didn't go. Yeah um go you could absolutely go, tell what's going on <laughs> so it's narrated by john hodgman which is a fun little surprise um it included interviews with all sorts of people including chris gethard who i love um and allison becker who plays uh shauna malway tweep on parks and rec because <laughs> um, they had gone to there um it's this park that was open i think starting the late 70s into the 80s yeah um and it was opened by this entrepreneur. Um, That's a term to be used here. <laughs> yeah. This huckster. <laughs> this uh, corrupt <laughs> maniac who did not care about rules. And he just created a park that he thought pe- kids would enjoy, even if it was incredibly dangerous. He couldn't get anyone to insure it, so he created his own insurance company. Like... <laughs> It was, like, something that you could not get away with today. No. Like, I went around the corner uh, to vote at the school that's just around the corner from me. And in front of one of the entrances is a little playground area. 
and I stepped from the sidewalk into that playground area and I was like, whoa, because it was this very soft, um, very like bouncy ground Mm -hmm. so that if kids fall, they won't, I guess they'll hurt the likelihood of them hurting themselves is less. Right. The impact is going to be less. Yes. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, We had dirt, asphalt and wood chips when I was a child. What is this? You are babying these children. <laughs> You're babying these babies. Um, and so, so class or Action Park is the opposite, and it was just madness. And so the documentary talks about just all the the craziness, like behind the scenes and with the counselors and with the actual logistics and structures of the park itself and how incredibly dangerous it was and lives that were lost. <laughs> yeah, there were lives and Li- limb lost. Lives, plural, <laughs> lost. Um, so it's kind of, I think the attitude of it, it generally is like, it's so absurd you have to laugh about it. But also there were like people died and like at the end they talked to this, these parents of these, of this, uh, boy who died and you you had been like kind of laughing and shaking your head up till that point and then you just feel terrible yeah <laughs> um but it certainly is interesting you kind of get most of it just from the trailer for it but it's still just the details are just insane yeah it's, truly insane it feels like some like a cartoon like some like it's the perfect example of the, the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to let, like, a 13-year-old in charge of, like, you know, someone's life? <laughs> like, as they, like, slide down a water slide that's, like, not meant to take people of certain weights yeah. and heights? Like, I feel like the people, and granted, it's edited, who knows, but it seemed like the ad- people who are adults now who work there didn't really seem that bothered by the fact that it was such a mess but yeah they looked at it like oh uh, good yeah. times you know yeah, like which i was, I was 16. surprised by like but they were also kids it's not like i would expect them to have really done anything right i mean that responsibility should not have been on them at that 100%. age 100 <laughs> percent in a place like that yeah so it was uh it was interesting yeah yeah, yeah, it brought back like interesting memories of just seeing that stuff again that i'd only seen in commercials um but yeah i'm 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 happy that like you know there's a documentary they they've done like tons of internet articles and there was like a movie star in Johnny Knoxville that was uh called Action Point that was uh very uh not nostalgic but very looked at, treated it with kids gloves like mm. oh like look how fun and crazy like you know this park run by children is yeah like, uh, no. No. <laughs> nope a lot of uh a lot of bad things happened mm-hmm. there but yeah <laughs> um what else you got what else do I have? Um, oh, um, I watched um, a movie called uh, Tijuana Jackson, um, starring Romani Malco um, and, oh gosh, what? why can't I not remember her name? I don't know who that is. Um, Regina King. Um, okay. Romani Malco, uh, if you remember the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin, yep. he was... Uh, 
Yes. Yes. The, okay. The black coworker yes, yes, that's yes. having girlfriend troubles. Yes. 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 Um, and what makes me upset is that from Forty Year Old Virgin, almost everyone in that cast, like even like in minor parts, like yeah, had a pretty big career. Totally. After Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah. But like Romney Malco just like never had anything that hit in You're that right. way. Yeah. Which is like upsetting. It feels like he chose not chose, but like got cast or chose you know some movies that didn't just do it. Like mm. you, I think his next big movie after that was uh, The Love Guru. Oh no. And it's like oh man that's a bad one to choose like yeah. no one came out of that well no um but in this movie tijuana jackson he plays the title character tijuana jackson oh. um it's a movie that he directed and wrote um and got like this all this crowdfunding behind and like wow. his approach to it was like very personal like you know like you know his gofundme um he when like was this? this came out in 2018 okay but like only came on streaming services now i believe okay um but like from what I understand, he was very personal and personable with, like, you know, the funders and, like, you know, sending, like, tons of messages out to people. Like, nice. like hey, thank you, like, individualizing, like, to the messages and cool. whatnot. So, I was like, that took, a, like, a lot of work and effort and, like, yeah, gratitude on his yeah. end. Like, that's cool to hear. Um, but the basic premise of the movie is that he is a, an incarcerated individual that mm-hmm. gets out and is like, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I'm going to change my life and other lives out mm-hmm. here. And just seeing him, like, build his business and, like, work with, like, his family who were just, like, God, he's back home. He's so annoying. <laughs> um, and, like, his, like, flirtatious nature with, like, Tiffany Haddish. Um, oh, I didn't know she was in Not it. Tiffany Haddish, excuse me. I'm lying. Um, Regina King. Oh, um, nice. And, like, she's, like, his parole officer. And he's okay. just like, I'm, I just want to talk to you. Like, get out of here. Stop. <laughs> like, he, how he just is an annoyance to almost everyone in his life. Yeah. But, like, how he does actually have, like, pretty good knowledge of, like, you know, how to approach life. Like, his mm. philosophy on life is, like, one that's really cool and interesting um and positive and the premise is like a documentary film team is like you know filming him like uh, the student film crew gotcha um and it started out as just a short but he's able to like convince the the woman behind the project the uh, the student Mm -hmm. just be like make this a full thing you know like this can be something that can like you know change your life as as much as me Mm. because she started like to look at his blog while he was in prison like this guy is really positive Mm. and like i want to make a movie about him yeah um yeah it's it's fun it's not like the funniest thing ever but like it was fun uh it was on amazon prime for like three bucks but it's it'll probably be just on prime streaming relatively soon i think um but yeah it was fun tijuana jackson (laughs) got it running that down what else you got going on um i watched because you know i love a zombie apocalypse Mm -hmm. um i watched hashtag alive I've not heard anything about this. What, what is this? It's on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Netflix knows I like zombies. <laughs> um, it's a South Korean movie, Netflix movie. Well, quote Netflix movie. Who knows who actually made it? Yeah. But um, they're claiming it as their own. Um, about this uh, this kid. So it, this guy, uh, Yu Ah Hin, plays. Oh June Wo, and then he's probably like a, I don't know, anywhere from seventeen to nineteen ish year old. Okay. Um, at home in his family's uh, apartment in Seoul, South Korea, and he's playing video games. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, did you guys? Someone's like, did you see what's going on, on the news? And it turns out, boom, zombie apocalypse. People are sick. They're attacking each other. And he's like, goo, but he's just stuck in this apartment because everything around him is going crazy. And mm-hmm. it's 
it's just like a bunch of apartment buildings around. Oh, is that where it's set primarily? Yes, oh. it is only set there. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, it can be a little bit, it started to get a little bit boring, um, because it is in this just one setting, but, um, then they, uh, introduce a female character who's really cool, um, cause he's a little bit, he's just kind of a dumb, dumb teenage boy and, She's this really smart, capable woman, um, and it's these two teenagers trying to stay alive and helping each other. Ooh, okay. Um, and it was it was good. Um, the woman, it's Shin High Park. She plays Kim Yu Bin, um, and uh, yeah, it's fun. It can be. They're a little like funny parts here and there when this girl's just like oh god is this guy an idiot and then he's like oh i seem like such an idiot she's like oh my god i think he's an idiot <laughs> um, i'm glad there's like you know nice little points of like humor in there so a little fun. bit here and there um but it seems it feels pretty realistic in terms of like yeah if you're you're just stuck inside you see everyone around you is losing it mm-hmm. so like yeah you just hide inside and then you start to fucking lose it. You're running out of food and water. Oh, so it takes place over a long period of days. Yeah, over like um, at least a month. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, it'll just be like 10 days later. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, I think it's pretty realistic as to how someone would have to kind of make it. Like in a survival, like lockdown situation yeah and like, like they're not particularly skilled at anything they're just normal people love it yeah. <laughs> like, um it was pretty good is what i expected it to be um yeah okay i'm i'm down for i think uh, you would enjoy it a south korean zombie movie absolutely totally like uh following something like you know uh train to busan yeah <laughs> um what else did i watch um I've been watching a lot of animated things recently. Um, real quick, watch a uh, regular show. Um, regular show. Regular show. It's from uh, the creator, J.G. Quintel, um, who also has another show on HBO Max right now, which is really new, called uh, Good Enough, starring like uh, Jason Manzoukas and like <gasps> quite a few other people of, of note. Well, that's the only one that matters. Um, but regular show, it's, it's such a show of like, for folks in their 20s and also kids like mm-hmm. it's it's fun it's it is just ostensibly about like two slackers uh a blue jade named mordecai and a raccoon named rigby um okay. they work at a park and they are constantly getting into hijinks um i feel like i've seen something for this before it is something that definitely bleeds into other things okay but like the premise for an episode can just start out like hey you know we have to mow this lawn but by the end of it we are fighting the god of lawns <laughs> and <laughs> We don't know how we got here, but we have to beat him to save the park. Yes, I've definitely seen that animated, these, these animated characters before, but I did not know what it was. Yeah, like, um, the, the premises always start out very mundane, but get absolutely crazy by the end of it. Okay. Where the nature of reality is in question, and, <laughs> like, all of humanity, like, their fate is on the line. Love it. Um, but it's, it's a fun show. Uh, it's a, it's like, yeah, these are two slackers in their twenties and it's like, that's always like, I don't know, a fun thing, a fun premise to play with. Sure. 
Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, it, and you can do so much with animation. Yeah, and every episode's very quick, like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, and they have like eight seasons. What channel is this on? It's on HBO Max. It oh, premiered okay. originally on Cartoon Network. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, like this is fine. Like turn your brain off and like... I keep it on when I'm doing other things. It's like, oh, ha, okay, cool. Like, oh, oh, cool, fighting the universe itself. Got it. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, regular show. It is anything but. <laughs> Cute. Um, I only got to watch one episode of this thing because my parents have terrible Wi-Fi, <laughs> and I felt like a teenager. But I was, I almost, I got to the gate for my flight home, like with five minutes to spare before we started boarding oh god because i was like i need to download these shows <laughs> and then one of them uh for a show i'm going to talk about it was i got i had watched episode so on my way to florida i i downloaded two things um an episode of the show um into the night and the first episode of The Last Dance, the um, oh yes documentary, the Michael Jordan documentary, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed them both very much. And then I could not get the shit to download once <laughs> I got there, and I was furious. I got episodes like two, three, and five of fucking <laughs> Into the Night. It just straight up would not download the last dance and i was just like fuck you (laughs) it was like 99 literally 99 percent done downloading episode four of into the night and then we had to leave and it was like and you got nothing and i was just like i will burn something down you should just went to like a mcdonald's parking lot and just like piggyback off the wi-fi there that sucks i'm sorry Anyways, so I watched only the first episode of The Last Dance. So did I, actually. But I really enjoyed it. And um, because Michael Jordan, when we were growing up, like when we were kids in the early 90s, like he was it. He was, like he was sports. He was like a demigod. It's like, yeah. oh, Hercules is playing basketball. Like, yeah. oh, yes, absolutely. He was it. <laughs> and I remember, and like my brother, um, he collected like baseball and basketball cards cards and stuff when that was a thing um and so i remember hearing the names like scotty pippen and stuff and mm-hmm. so it was all stuff i had heard about and had very general high level knowledge of mm-hmm. um but it's so well made it is it's such a well-made documentary it's so fascinating everyone in it is so interesting and like um, the stuff about like the general manager and stuff. I knew nothing. I was that like, at what? All. And they got interviews with freaking like Obama and like all these people behind the scenes. Because and then people who are also like us who are out on the outside watching it all yeah. happen. I cannot wait to finish it. It was really, really good. I think even if you like, I generally enjoy sports, but I was, I've not followed the NBA, but it was still really interesting. So I think if you were into sport like the NBA or basketball or anything like you'd really enjoy it. But also if you're just a general, like, Oh, this, you just like documentaries or whatever. I think you would still enjoy it. Cause the, it's a really well done. The human drama in it is very powerful. It's so good. It's like, Hey, like imagine someone so determined that they wanted to be the best in the world and they became the best in the world. Yeah. And that is Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I am innately talented and I'm going to work really freaking hard. And then I, I did it. And, and I became even more than yes. the best in the world because I am a living legend. Plus, like, you have 
like shoes the shoe game as we know it now like only he changed because he of him. <laughs> created it and then ch- and like it's amazing it's like and when you think and about he's still alive yes they're not old people no like michael jordan's 52 i think it's insane. if that like like oh yes you were an amazing like high level like athlete like the best in the world at what you do at like 30 yeah. And before that, you were the best in the world. Before you even hit 30. <laughs> That's the thing. Because they started, he like was so young when he became a household name that it seems like he should be 800 years old. Was, but it's just because he was 20 when he became yeah. famous. Yeah, that's insane. And He's this, 57. Like, yeah, you're not an old man at all. No. Like, And the thing, he has such clear, precise memory of yeah, moments yeah, yes. that occur like oh i remember like the third game of like my fourth season Yo. when like what the fuck like, I, that's the thing and like, i've noticed that with a lot of athletes i follow others um i follow soccer and teams and stuff and they will have like fun little games with like two players and they'll be like they'll ask about a certain game or like when did they like what game was your first goal? And be like, oh, that was uh, when I was on Arsenal and it was versus Tottenham. And like, and you're just like, what? And like, they'll remember the play leading up to it. Yep. You're just like, holy, like it's an encyclopedic knowledge of your career, which is, I can't remember what I did at work. And like, the fuck? What do you think of other people in other professions like that, where there's a lot of repetition over and over mm-hmm. and over. Like you, I don't. I'm, if you were to ask a doctor, do you remember like you know your fifth surgery? Like maybe. Like it all yeah. blends together. Like totally. you ask an actor, like remember like this episode of this season's like whoa nerd. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like the same as Conan O'Brien when people are like, hey, remember on The Simpsons? He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, that was just my job. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's it's it is astounding and amazing and a little scary of just like yeah. like this very specific knowledge of like your life. Totally. <laughs> um, it's that that's so wild to me. But um, yeah, the last dance is intriguing. I understand like why the world was like so into it a few months yeah. ago. Per and usual, I'm a, I'm behind. I, so am I, way behind yeah. on this. I was like, I'm not getting ESPN Plus for this. Like, I'm gonna oh, yeah, wait no. <laughs> for something. I didn't know it was gonna come to Netflix. It's on Netflix. Me neither. And I watched like the first two episodes and the whole time I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. And also the amount of footage they have. Oh my God. Of that last yeah. season, which is like, who had the forethought? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and even like their coach, Phil Jackson is like still around and like still highly cognizant of like yeah, everything yeah. that was going on, going on at that time. It's like, Jesus Christ. It, it's kind of amazing. Like it yeah. is just such an encapsulation of a period of time. It's like, what were the nineties like? Here you go. I really, I literally have a bullet that just says interesting time capsule. Cause that is <laughs> what it is. Like it's so good. So I'm excited to finish it. Me too. I, I really want to get more into it and like see what the hell. Happens in this last dance. I can't wait till they get to Dennis Rodman wrestling because then I'm all. I was already in, but I can't wait to just have the specific knowledge. It's like, oh, I remember this because I was watching wrestling and not watching basketball this time. So here we fucking go. And I also like, granted, I clearly don't agree with him going to North Korea and stuff. Mm -hmm. Though it's interesting, like without with only my very surface knowledge of him, like. I part of me feels bad of just like he was born too early. Like, yeah, I it's too bad that he was not our age now. Someone like him in the NBA now would be like the biggest player in the NBA. Yeah, and He'd he was be the huge fucking at the time. Lady Gaga of the NBA. Absolutely. Instead of kind of this cultural icon, as opposed to like this oddball, this black sheep of, but incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I felt a little bit bad. 
Um, and there was, oh, one thing I like about the documentary in general mm. is that when they refer to some individuals, it's just they use the most hilarious titles they could possibly choose for them. Like Barack Obama, former Chicago resident. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like someone has a good sense of humor, like behind the scenes. <laughs> That's really... Bulls fan. Yes. Barack Obama. <laughs> that's really funny uh um what else you got what else do i have oh um i finally went back and finished it due to you know chadwick boseman's passing yeah yeah um i went back and watched message from the message from the king um which is a netflix uh exclusive original Mm. uh movie uh came out i think about two years ago 2018 um starring chadwick boseman um tom felton uh oh gosh luke evans uh alfred molina what this is a crazy cast and it is your it is a traditional ass action movie but it is very well done it is a south african man coming to, to coming to los angeles to look for his sister yes i remember um, this now she calls him saying like i'm in trouble i need your help he mm-hmm. gets on a plane as soon as he possibly can gets over there and like Yes, comes yes, ingrained yes. in this world of seediness and deceit mm-hmm. and like you know corruption mm-hmm. and like he's just ruining dudes with like a bike chain it yeah, is so I was awesome. like oh this is gonna be violent i don't know if i can do this it's like really good fight scenes and action scenes well choreographed but not like flashy it's just yeah. feels like this feels like solid just real down and dirty fighting yeah like okay. down and dirty um chadwick boson is great in it like nice. he's like really intense and like you really feel for him it's like if you if you found out like you know your sister was like you know killed or your brother was killed or something like this it's like i too might go on a rampage yes. to like avenge them and it's just like really intense it feels like a 90s action movie but just okay. like well done oh so it was good i wasn't sure i remember seeing a trailer for it and being like oh boy i don't if they're gonna man on fire this i don't know if i can do it because <laughs> that trunk scene from man on fire was intense and it will stick with me forever oh that's a very intense scene. <laughs> it's, it's not as intense as that okay um but you get the sense like this is a man willing to destroy himself yes. to save someone that he cares about yes okay um, cool i'm glad it was good i'm definitely gonna have to check that out and just mute it a lot and like it's good to see like a shitty luke evans like he's so handsome but like so gross he's good at being a bad guy yeah um alfred molina is like crazy and mean and just like he's Love a it. great actor but like yeah. of course just, like, he's really hammering it up in the role to a degree that i like cool um and yeah there's such a nice twist at the end oh um because i'm gonna watch it so a reveal so i'm not gonna say anything about okay. it but you just keep asking yourself like how does he know what he knows like chadwick boseman like mm-hmm. how can he do what he does and they give you the information and okay. i'm just like thank you <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um but yeah, I, I really liked it, and I rec- and it's it's trending very high on Netflix right now. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, nice. Um, was this made bef- before Black Panther? This was made. It came out the same year, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, it came out twenty eighteen, like later later that year. Black Panther was like February, um, and this was like August September or something like that. Gotcha. Um, okay. and yeah, it's just solid. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, what else, what else are you looking at? Um, I, so Zen and I were sitting around last night Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what to watch and we stumbled across Dr. Sleep and I was like, Jason told me this entire movie. (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) And I knew based on your 
excellent and very detailed retelling that it was not really a horror movie no. so much as just a thriller. Yeah. Um, and I love me some Ewan McGregor. He's, he's such, such a cutie. A guy. Well, I want to hang out with the guy. Me too. He's actually uh, doing a new documentary about him and his best friend uh, doing a motorcycle tour from like uh, South America up to Los Angeles. I know he circumvented the world before, but this looks a little harrowing. <laughs> um, but like you know, like he's got a camera crew with him. You know, he's not gonna yeah. get hurt. He's but, bare like, grilling it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Um. So yeah, and it looks cute. But um. So and she likes horror movies, and I was like, I think I can do this. Um, and so we watched it and it was so good. I'm very happy. I'm glad the gospel's being spread <laughs> on Dr. Slee. Um, you told it so well. And I remembered the main points. There are a couple things where I was like, oh yeah, I remember Jason mentioning that. I don't remember you mentioning, um, the creepy old lady with the saggy boobs, but that's fine. Oh, that's like a shining original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, but um, it's got Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, who looks... She looks so good. Oh, she is <laughs> so pretty. God. And she has to wear silly... Like some, they're like nice, but they're um, very like bohemian outfits yeah. with this hat that she pulls off. So fucking well. Oh, she... Oh, oh. your style lady. God damn. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot that she was in this and I was just like, Damn, you are pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, um, who else is in it? Uh, Kaylee Curran is the main girl in it, Abra. Mm -hmm. And she is so good. And you know I usually don't like teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> but she rode the line so well of like being really smart and resourceful. Yes. But also appropriately scared and a child yeah. when she should be a like, child. I'm out of my depth. Yeah. Like, I need help. I need you to help me with this. Mm -hmm. Um she was so great. And Zen and I were both like, why is she not in more stuff? Um Yeah, so, good question. <laughs> yeah, like she's really good. She's so pretty. Um so I'm hoping to see her in things uh post COVID. Um so uh cliff curtis is in it jacob tremblay oh little baby jacob tremblay's in it yeah um and it moved along really well and i appreciate that i think there's enough in there for stephen king fans to be like ah yes. that thing and that thing yes. like i noticed the bus line mm -hmm. and stuff and that was cool um but also as someone who like i know the um top line things about the shining mm -hmm. the movie but you don't you can go into it not knowing anything and there's enough little bit of exposition and stuff that you really don't need that background you pretty much have it yeah and like if you you know grew up in america <laughs> i feel like there's it's such a popular um pop culture reference that you know about the maze. You know about Jack Nicholson. The blood in the, like blood the, in the elevator. elevator. Like, you know that stuff. Yeah. So you'll recognize it and appreciate it in this movie. For sure. And, like, the acts of the door and stuff. Yeah. So much um, imagery is just infused into pop culture. Totally. And, uh, but without having that background, it's also totally okay because mm -hmm. it's its own, um, uh, standing movie. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I. It, it is again like one of my favorite movies not one, one of my favorites it is my favorite movie of 2019 really like 
I, it just like blew me away. I was like, you know what? God damn it. It is. That is my favorite movie of last year. Where I was just like, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah. I wanted to see it. I had a desire to see it. But I was like, you, I wasn't expecting such a rich and enjoyable adventure and thriller. It is. And like, it's kind of, it's a bit of a road trip movie. It is. <laughs> it's, it's a redemption movie. It's yeah. like, Obi-Wan, you finally did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> you finally raised a good prodigy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it moved along well. It went quickly. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I wish it had, uh, I don't know, more people had seen it. Yeah, I I also wish the same. Like, I the, the more people watch it, hopefully it will gain like this kind of cult status, I yeah. hope, of just like, you know what was really good that no one talked about? This movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and again, like I think people need need to go into it with a mindset that this is not a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this it's is like enough of a quote horror movie. I think if you enjoy horror movies, yeah. But it's also can be enjoyed by non horror movie people yes. such as myself because it's really not that. Uh, once you get past the creepy naked lady <laughs> at the very beginning, because she comes on quick. Now mm-hmm. I was just like, oh Zed, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I may have spoke too soon. Um, but aside from her, it's really not that horror-y. Yeah, there's certainly movies out there that are not horror movies that are much scarier. For sure. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was really enjoyable and I will continue spreading the gospel (laughs) of Dr. Sleep. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, something else I watched that I also fell in love with, uh, very heavily, Mm. uh, on HBO Max. I watched a lot of HBO Max. Um, Raised by Wolves. There's a lot of stuff on there. Oh, I keep on getting aspirin and it looks really cool and weird. Man, it blew me away insofar as like, uh. The look of it, the yes. feel of it, like uh, this is the robots raising humans. Robots raising humans gotcha. is the basic premise. Okay. Uh, we fucked it up. Humanity ended itself. I mean, yep, <laughs> we're pretty much on that road right now. Yep, and essentially these are robots on a, a desert planet um, that is not Earth, trying to raise these children, um, and the hazards that ensue um, when hey, we're some Earth survivors what the fuck are you doing with these kids? Mm. <laughs> like, and the conflict that arises from there. It is, the look of it feels like a 1970s uh, science fiction movie. Like it's mm. these like shiny suits and like, you know, cool. love it. Uh, weird haircuts and like everything is very stylized and like looks a very specific way. There's a lot of care put into the look of it. Um, it looks cool. And it feels like very like, you know, Metropolis and Anton First and oh. like, and uh, Fritz Lang, like all these old okay. like d- designers and directors, like, mm-hmm. you know, their stuff. Um, it's heavily influenced, I feel, by like, uh, by Ridley Scott and Alien. And so mm-hmm. far as like these androids and like, you know, androids going crazy. I know a guy that like likes to talk about that in a lot of his movies. I uh, hope in the background you just see Michael Fassbender's little head in a box being like, ooh. I keep expecting to see Fassbender. Like he's going to show up in some role here. <laughs> I know he is. I feel the Fassbender. <laughs> Um, but the first two episodes, I believe, or th- three episodes, are directed by Ridley Scott. Oh no way! So he is involved, like as a producer on it. Oh, like his okay. production company, Scott Free, is like producing the the, the show. Scott Free, I see what you did there, Ridley. <laughs> there was a time when him and his brother, like I was like, Scotts don't make flops, all right? They <laughs> come with the heat every time. They come with enjoyable big popcorn movies. Um, but the cast is pretty great. Um, Amanda Collin, Travis Fimmel, uh, Abukar. Uh, 
Abu Bakar Salim. Um, there, no one's famous in this show. I know that last name. Um, but the guy that plays the fatherly robot, um, the fatherly android, he is to me the most compelling character so far. Yes. His performance is very charming and very good. You do get this weird, like I don't know, uncanny valley thing from him, where it's like, well, I know you're a person playing a robot that is a simulacrum of a human, but you're doing it very well. And I'm feeling like, you know, this is a robot trying its best to be human. And it's just like, man, you're, you're doing a great job. And I'm really engaged every time he's on the screen. Um, I really liked, uh, in a similar way, Alicia Vikander in uh, Ex Machina. Oh, yes. I'm just like, you're so good at being a robot trying to be a person. Yes. I 100% believe this. I forgot you are a real person. <laughs> it's because it, it's such a nuanced thing that can easily just be messed up. It's hard. Whenever to do. people can do that, it's so impressive. Um, I think of, you know, the, the T-1000 in Terminator 2, Robert Patrick. It's like, yeah, you're a, you're not a real thing. <laughs> you're a thing <laughs> trying to be like a real thing to deceive people. I see your them. sword arms. <laughs> Don't hide those. Don't put the sword arms behind your back. <laughs> um, but no, I, it, it really just grabbed me instantly. Like uh, the first three episodes uh, came out last week oh, okay. all at once. Oh, um, interesting. And they're releasing on, like, on a week-by-week basis after that. Gotcha. Do we know how many episodes total there are? I don't know. I'm assuming 10, but yeah. that might not be the case. Not sure. Okay. But, man, like, I was just not expecting to like it this much, and it really is fucking good. Hour-long hour episodes? Uh, hour-long episodes, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, to be seen, like, how the season ends, but I'm into it. That was HBO Max? HBO Max, yeah. Yeah. That one, they've been showing to me a lot, and I was like, oh, shit, that looks really good. Um... The last thing I watched uh, was what I mentioned earlier. It's called Into the Night. Yeah. I When you mentioned that, I wanted to ask, but you went on The Last Dance. I'm like, yes. Let's talk about The Last Dance. But what is Into the Night about? <laughs> Into the Night is a Belgian uh, apocalyptic sci-fi thriller. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, Said some words that I like. What's <laughs> Mostly Belgian. Mostly Belgian. I love the waffles. I love the fries. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Let's go to Belgium. Did they make anything not amazing? <laughs> um, so it's about this kind of motley crew of people um, who are all on this plane um, leaving Belgium. Be- they happen to be on there, um, but basically the sun is killing everybody oh shit and so some people are already just boarding the plane and then a guy comes in with a gun and is like we got to get the fuck out of here now because the sun is going to kill us and everyone's like okay crazy guy but he hijacks the plane and makes them take off oh shit. and it's like 10 or 12 people um and then they realize oh this guy's not crazy he's actually telling the truth and so now they're just heading west to try to stay out of the sun oh shit because every and so they have to like stop and get gas and stuff i've got goosebumps on my legs right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and people are just just dead where they are wow yeah um and so and like the i wanted to look up the names of the actors but i saw when i googled it I saw a question that I was like, it was like, is Bubble Blah dead? And I was like, oh, I don't want to know. Because mm. oh, I still have one episode and 10 minutes left. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's six episodes in the season one. 
I believe there's going to be a season two. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh God, I wanted to finish it so badly um, oh. on my flight home. But um, also watching on a on a plane was kind of weird. <laughs> but um, so it's this. It's very much an ensemble. Um, you get a little bit of the backstory of each person with each episode. Okay, all right. Um, I guess not each person because there's more characters do than they there are episodes. Do but in like flashbacks or. Uh, yeah, it's just basically kind of what they were doing pretty much just almost immediately preceding getting on the plane, getting on the plane. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and it's not a lot. It'll, it's, it might just be five minutes of backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like all the characters. Um, they're, I think kind of the main person, uh, is the first character introduced to is Sylvie and she used to be uh, like in the. I guess Belgian Air Force. So she was a pilot. Um, and then there's the, like, this guy's a co pilot. And um, there's a guy from NATO. There's um, an Instagram influencer, hmm. um, a woman with an older gentleman, and she's his nurse. There's a young woman and her son. They were going to go, the flight was going to Moscow. Um, and he uh, has cystic fibrosis and he was going to oh, go get a God. treatment. And so, like, and you find out more about these people and like the drama between them. Um, Cause there's some like cultural things like this huh. Italian guy doesn't like the Turkish guy. And like, hmm. so there's that. Um, and it's just really, I don't know. Like the actors are really great. I love listening to French people <laughs> to the French language. <laughs> um, and uh, there's just little there's small dramas and then there's larger, this larger thing. Um, the pacing is just really good. I really it had Netflix. I kept trying to feed it to me for a while. <laughs> hey, and I finally was like, five Netflix. I'll do it. <laughs> um, and I just, so that's why I just downloaded those two things to watch okay. on my flights of like, if I don't like it, fine, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to distract myself during the flight. Um, but it's really good. Um, it's not entirely unique. You've seen the same similar type of things, but mm-hmm. it's just done really well, I feel like. Um, and no one is safe. They are not afraid to kill characters. Okay, cool. So I was just like, no. I'm very <laughs> sad about one of them. Um, so I'm excited to finish it. I Because they'll just drop little things. You're like, ooh, wait, that if that thing happened, like, hmm, because you're also trying to figure out why this is happening. What's the mystery? How do we get to this point? Yeah. They're trying to find a place to go. Like there's, so there's a lot of varying degrees of dramas and stuff. Um, and I really like all the characters. Um, it feels pretty realistic in terms of how they're handling it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really good. I would highly recommend it. If you don't mind listening, you clearly don't, but if people (laughs) generally don't mind, um, listening to something maybe in a foreign language and just having to read subtitles, um, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm already into it. I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, what I, it it sounds very similar to the plot of a Stephen King book called Mm. the Langoliers. Oh, I've never heard of it. Where individuals get on a plane and, like, you know, they are essentially running from the past. Like, you know, like, well, you know, tomorrow, like, yesterday doesn't exist. Why? Because these things called, these things called the Langoliers eat the day. Oh. It's definitely uh, more of a Stephen King cookbook uh, when he, (laughs) 
this sounds like cookbook no cookbook Coke. it's very different Coke. and not the drink <laughs> um it definitely this feels like that without the drugs mm. it feels like way more streamlined it's, it's like very hey, set in reality they they're the way they handle the problems is very real the way they interact with each other is very real mm-hmm. um oh it's so good i'm very curious about this and I, again the algorithm capital t capital a um does not present this to me um it's more like hey child you want to see more colors don't you watch the fucking dragon prince you dumb idiot like all right sure um okay i I will certainly check into the night it's great um and there's not the like intro and outro music it's very short but i feel like it really captures the feel of the tension and mm-hmm. oh it's so good i, I, I love it <laughs> i'm glad i feel it feels like in this week we both came over things that we really didn't know about but like came away yeah. like fucking love very it. surprised <laughs> and just like i didn't even know it was i was looking for it and then i was like oh yeah yeah totally let's get into this great um i watched uh well i have just two more things give it um, to me Season two of The Boys started. You know, Zen started watching The Boys, and I have seen so many commercials for it. I was like, oh, maybe I should watch it's it. It's divisive. I've show. been told that I need to mute it a lot, though, because it's very yeah. good. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Mute that. Um, <laughs> lot of, lot of, all the things you don't like. Bone breaking. Oh. Um, like, gets to some really bloody fight scenes. Like, okay. yeah, there's some things you don't want to see. Maybe on the I'll show. just have you tell me about it. <laughs> um, I mean, the boys, it's uh, it's super postmodern in the sense of like, you know, don't superheroes suck is like the basic premise of the show. Okay. Like if you give someone that much power, wouldn't they ultimately abuse it? And mm-hmm. like, that's like the core of the show. Kind of a cynical look at a superheroes. A very cynical look at superheroes, okay. but with like way more like dick jokes, fart jokes, oh. and like, you know, blood and guts. But that's not to say it's completely like base level humor. Like, you know, they're able to like, the, the people who are on the show are very good. Like, you know, okay. Carl Urban. I have nothing but good things to say about him. I really like him. I don't know how good of an actor he is. He consistently just wears the mask. Of the char- to me, at least. Okay. Wears the mask of the characters that he plays. Because, like, oh, yeah, you were Bones, weren't you? In, like, Star Trek. But also, like, you're Judge Dredd. But also, like, you know, you're uh, Ilmer from, like, you know, right. Lord of the Rings. It just feels like you very are much, to me, a chameleon. And that you just change who you are for every role. See, I feel like he comes with a lot of intensity to every role. Mm-hmm. Not that that's not what those characters need, but I'm just like, maybe just pull it back a little bit. <laughs> like he was very intense as Bones on in Star Trek. And I would be like, is he always like, that intense? He's a, it, The character feels like a nervous wreck, like everything is going to fall apart all the goddamn time. Yeah. Like, Jim, just fucking fly the ship. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that being said, I do like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i was given the fact that the kind of one of the main characters of the show uh jack quaid as dennis oh, quaid's yeah, son yeah. i didn't know that i was like oh Zen wow. also didn't know that. <laughs> we had a whole conversation about him last night like oh yeah okay i see it i see it now totally um but yeah, it's it's uh, made by the original comic that was based on is by uh, Gareth Edwards, who traditionally like every, the the joke that was made when I was ro- reading comics a bunch in like the mid two thousands was like this guy hates superheroes and oh. he kind of does. Okay, like he uh, has written for Marvel and like you know I know I've heard that name before. Yeah. yeah, like he's written for like you know big companies and like he traditionally doesn't write superhero characters. Like he'll write the Punisher. 
and okay. like you know delve deep into that world or like you know he'll write a, a book that's kind of anti-superheroes like the boys so like okay like your you know mo maintains even now um although he's just like you know credited as a creator the writers of the show are completely and showrunners are totally different people it's gotcha. and also it should be noted that seth rogan and um his buddy evan goldberg mm-hmm. have been producing so much comic book related they have media yeah. on television very low-key like very low-key and like no one's talking about him was just like oh another seth rogan movie <laughs> like no like he does have this whole other pr- producing career yeah. that people are not readily aware of hmm. like um, unless you follow like i remember um when he because he also produced preacher did? yeah preacher yeah i remember hearing about it a lot and seeing interviews and stuff but i feel like unless you really follow that stuff you don't actually know about it yeah like he's doing preacher he's doing the boys uh there's an animated show coming out next year called invincible Mm -hmm. um that he's also producing and playing a voice on like nice that i'm looking forward to that that should be pretty good um but aside from that so wait so what is the plot of the boys oh uh okay so the plot of the boys is uh there exists in this world like a, a justice league kind of you know seven heroes um that stand for truth justice Corporate greed, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Um, they're essentially owned by a company called Vought, which is like they're the everything company. They basically, like, they're like Amazon. Okay. Um, we have TV. We have, you know, we sell weapons of destruction. We sell, gotcha. you know, chemicals. We have, you know, social media. Like they are an gotcha. everything company. Um, Carl Urban plays, you know, uh, a CIA agent, an ex-CIA agent that is going after. They're always ex. <laughs> He presents himself not as such. If you're just watching for the first time, you assume, like, oh, I guess he's working with the CIA. He's just unorthodox, quote-unquote. But um, the main character, ostensibly, Jack Quaid, um, he's just a guy that works at an appliance store. His, he and his girlfriend are going out for lunch. Uh, she's standing in the street. He's holding her hands. Mm-hmm. One of the members of this, the Seven, runs right through her. His power is super speed. <gasps> he just blasts through her. No. All he's left with is her hands and his hands. Nope. Can't watch this show. And okay. the guy just looks at her, looks at him and just says, I- I'm sorry. And like bl- runs off again into like the night. And that is so horrifying. Yeah. Like Carl Urban finds him and says like, hey man, I know what happened to finds you. Finds Jack Quaid? Finds Jack Quaid. Okay. And says, I know what happened to you and I can help you get revenge. Oh. Like if you're willing to do this for me, I can do this for you. Okay. Um, he gets him to like, you know, plan a wire and like, you know, he says, take the settlement to sell money for Just you. Just broad strokes. Give me broad, broad strokes. strokes of what the show is about. Um, yeah. So Carl Urban has his own agenda okay. against them. Okay. Um, and he is setting up this team of like mercenaries, ex-co-workers and okay. like this kid okay. to take them down gotcha. and expose them for being like, you know, the greedy sons of bitches that they are. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, outside of that, watch The King of Staten Island. Uh, starring Pete Davidson. Yep. Directed by Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson isn't the problem with the movie. He's fine. Mm. It's the Pete Davidson movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's based on his life as a dude growing up in Staten Island that right. lost his father who was a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Um, there are six movies in this movie. Oh, no. It is the classic Judd Apatow problem. Like, dude, did you shoot your editor? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you just... You, you just... Choose a point and go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched it twice, and the second viewing, it's like, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought the first time around. It's fine. But ultimately, it's just, there's a lot that's being said here, and less could be said and be better. 
choose a theme choose a theme and run with it you, yeah you this movie could be about him you know having to deal with like his mom getting together with a new guy after his dad dies mm-hmm. like this movie could be about him you know working at a fire station this movie could be about him you know following his dreams of becoming a tattoo artist like it's all of those all those things happen in this movie yeah. plus many more things oh, and it's just much. like Man, there's a lot going on. If you just chose one of these things, it would be a more enjoyable experience. One and a half. One even, and a half. Even maybe two. Yeah. But yeah, it's all of them. Five is a to lot. six. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. And maybe, just like with your show Love, this should have just been a TV series. Gotcha. <laughs> like, maybe that should have yeah, been. Yeah, I could see that as a TV series. Like, maybe that should have been what it was. Yeah, like, yeah. the joke he made when he. Uh, made love that show on netflix mm-hmm. he was like you know people always say movies are too long so i just made a series like do that yeah. do more of that yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that's that's how i felt about the king of staten island <laughs> again funny zen and i were talking about that last night and i was just like i'm sure i'll eventually watch it but like meh but now i don't have to it was previously worth it was on it was 20 bucks for the longest while for months to what? like rent I was like, nope. No. Oh, this is three ninety nine. Yes. Now yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I now I'll rent this. Fair. Yeah. That's all I got, man. That's all I've got. <laughs> Quite honestly. Um, I'm glad we walked away with things that we both really liked. Yes. And surprised us a whole bunch. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to uh, start watching Into the Night because mm. that sounds amazing. Yeah, I really. I really enjoyed it. And I like that it's also like, I don't think there's any, they don't really particularly focus on any one person. It really is an ensemble. And this is going to sound, I feel like all American TV shows, they're just full of like super crazy hot people that Mm -hmm. are so, it's insane. And these are all just like regular people. Yeah. Which is actually, it's just so nice to see. I feel like European shows and British shows, like, they just have more normal looking people. And that's refreshing. It's really <laughs> nice. Like, not everyone has to be shiny and unattainably beautiful. Right. And, I don't know, just different cultures at play. Yeah. In media. Yeah. For sure. And it feels like, I don't know, sometimes the European TV and movies, like, we have to reach across different borders a bit more often and like you know use different resources in order to make this one thing happen so it just feels like yeah we're gonna use different people that just look not like the hottest people in the world like they could be people that i know yeah if i lived in belgium (laughs) (laughs) and again belgium is the destination that's where we need to go the finest point of civilization seems great (laughs) these people you know most of them seem great And I will totally watch uh, Avatar because that sounds awesome. It is fun and light and It'll fill the void in my heart. I think I I I think it will. Nice. <laughs> I think there's one character you'll like and maybe identify with a bunch. Ooh. Yes. She is very cool and very tough. Nice. <laughs> I'm not wearing my muscle shirt today, <laughs> but I am very tough. So I just not telegraphing it. At the <laughs> I didn't feel the energy today, but I know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, thank you guys for listening, um, and we will catch y'all next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.